spend the night and evening meal. Um, okay, so what's the background here? Let's, actually, let's re repeat the hadith one more time. This the, the English translation. When a person enters their house and mentions the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the time of entering it and while eating food, shaitan says to himself, you have no place to spend the night and no evening meal. So a person's uh, returning from somewhere and they're now about to enter the house. And when they say Allah Ta'ala's name before entering into the house, then shaitan says to himself that there's no place for me here. I, I can't spend the night here. And uh, if the person takes the name of Allah Ta'ala at the time of a meal, then shaitan says, I have no place to eat as well. Okay, so we see the power of just mentioning Allah Ta'ala's name. And on the flip side, when a person enters their own home, and they don't say, then take the name of Allah Ta'ala, then shaitan says that I found a place to spend the night. Meaning, I'm, I, I can now enter into this space and spend time in this space. So we're going to focus on the first part, which is entering the home. So what's a bit of background here? The first is that um, shaitan, his desire, and going with this theme of filling the home with love, his desire is for us to misplace our love. His desire is for us to misplace our love. I don't say his desire is for us to remove love from our life or that we you know, only become people that hate all the time. But interestingly, he's very deceptive. One of the things that he does is he takes love, he, know, he realizes that we inherently have a desire to love. And he says, okay, if we take the home and we fill the home with love, then this person is going to achieve a lot of great things. Be it attract the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, be it live in a very harmonious setting where Allah ta'ala can be worshipped. Uh, so what shaitan, what his desire in general is that I'm going to take this person's desire to love and I'm going to put it in, in a different place. So for instance, uh, a human being should love their parents. Right? This is just expected of us as human beings and as servants of Allah Ta'ala. Right? But what shaitan will do is he'll take our attention away from, for instance, our parents. And he'll say, why, why do you want to love your parents? Look what they did to you, X, Y, and Z. Did they really care about you? You know, all of these things. And he'll say, why don't you love this person, this politician? Why don't you love this athlete instead? You know, for instance, Allah Ta'ala has given us a spouse. And it should be that we have a deep love for our spouse. But shaitan says, why do you want to put your love in that relationship? Why don't you look at, look at this person, right? Look at your coworker. Look at this, you know, person on TV. Why don't you, you know, direct your love in that direction instead? Same thing with our children, right? So, the, the desire of Shaitan is that we he he take uh, the love that we have, and rather than fill it into the relationships that Allah Taala's um, designed, uh, in which there should be love, He says, take it and, and put it elsewhere, right? So this is this is the first background point to this hadith. The second in, is that in the home itself, shaitan creates conflict. In the home itself, shaitan, he creates conflict. Um, what do I mean by this? Um, what role does shaitan play in the house? Right? Two major roles. One role is to encourage a person toward committing sin. The second is that within a household, there have to be people that live together. And when people live together, naturally there's going to be a bit of friction. Naturally there's going to be a bit of disagreement. Um, and so shaitan loves to see conflict between people, especially when they're under the same roof. 
For instance, you know, if I have a conflict with some person across the world, it doesn't, it's not a big deal. But if I have a conflict with the people that come to this masjid, that's a problem because we're under the same roof, we share the same space. If I have a conflict with the people that work with me, my colleagues, we share the same space, we're under the same roof, that's a problem, right? Um, and similarly, within the home, shaitan loves to create conflict because these are people that live within, under, under the same roof and under the same, uh, under the same umbrella. And what happens when there's a lot of conflict or rift between people is that much of the attention of people becomes on that conflict. That you're constantly thinking about what did this person say to me? Why did they say this to me? Why am I stuck in this relationship? Why are my kids always this way? Why does my wife you know, not do this or do that? We're constantly thinking about this. It becomes a distraction from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And that's, I mean, that's shaitan's goal, is to distract us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So by filling the home with conflict, constant conflict, headaches, stress, um, it creates an opportunity for us to then become distracted from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so shaitan, within the home in particular, one of the major goals that shaitan has is to create conflict amongst the inhabitants of the home. That's the second background point. The third background point is... Um, and we learn from this hadith is that obstructing the influence of shaitan and the like is very simple obstructing the influence of shaitan or blocking the influence of shaitan is simple so we know that shaitan is perhaps our worst enemy right um, but Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran in the kaida shaitan uh, uh, that the influence or the um, you can see the influence of shaitan upon us is weak Look how weak it is That shaitan's now with us In our car He's walking home with us Whatever it may be And all I have to do In order to separate myself from shaitan According to this hadith Is all I have to do Is take the name of Allah Bismillah Before I enter the home And what happens Immediately shaitan has to stay outside And he's no longer able to enter into our home That's remarkable, right? I mean If you think about it Like this is supposed to be our worst enemy and the ability to separate ourselves from shaitan is as simple as taking the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in particular in this hadith, when we're entering into the home. And the reason I mention this is because sometimes we make, and I mention shaitan in, in the slides, shaitan and the like, because uh, sometimes we like, as human beings, I could, you can say as just people, we like to blame everyone else for our problems. Right, so if it's not shaitan that's causing conflict between myself and my wife, or between myself and my husband, or between myself and my child or my parent, then I'm going to blame jinn, or I'm going to blame some evil eye that someone's casted upon us, or I'm going to blame, you know, some some external factor. So we we tend to be in two extremes. We either are on the extreme that there's no role that shaitan plays in my life and 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 the like, or that shaitan, jinn, etc. These things are, are fully involved in my life, and as a result, my life is miserable. I can't get the job that I want. I can't uh, interact with my family the way I want. And these are two extremes. Uh, but we see from this hadith that really, I mean, we should be very balanced and recognize that Allah Ta'ala has given shaitan very little power when we take his name. Okay, so that's the background to this hadith. So I'm going to read this hadith again, uh, and then we'll take some lessons from it. So again, Jabir ibn Abdullah anhu reported that Allah's Messenger said, When a person enters his house and mentions the name of Allah, his or her house, and mentions the name of Allah at the time of entering it, and while eating food, shaitan says, addressing himself, you have no place to spend the night and no evening meal. 
But when he enters without mentioning the name of Allah, shaitan says, you have found a place to spend the night. And when he does not mention the name of Allah when eating food, meaning he does both, he, he neglects Allah Ta'ala's name in both circumstances, shaitan says, you have found a place to spend the night and the evening meal. Meaning that uh, the name of Allah Ta'ala is powerful and it allows shaitan to remain out of our house. Um, so what are uh, lessons that we take from this hadith? The first is that there is a metaphysical reality that's key to our home sukun. There's a metaphysical reality that's key to our home sukun. What I mean by that is that we should be cognizant of the fact that there is more to, uh, our, m- more to our existence than just what we see. Meaning that there is the possibility of shaitan affecting us. Right and encouraging us to do evil and encouraging us to conflict with our family, so we should be cognizant of it, right? And we should be cognizant that if there is, um, you could say, mayhem or chaos within my house or within my home, one of the first things I should look for is how particular am I about the metaphysical aspects of the home? Meaning, is my home an opportunity for shaitan to come and live with us and cause havoc and wreak havoc, or have I created a protective bubble from shaitan within the home. So we can't be negligent of it, the fact that there is a shaitan. And sometimes we, you know, let's say we get into a heated argument with our spouse or a heated discussion with our child, you know, it's important afterward to realize like, wait, how did that happen? Like, where, how did we get to that point? And so one of the things that we should think is that subhanAllah, you know, th- there is this concept of shaitan and perhaps he was the one that was acting here. And next time, how can I protect myself from, from the influence of shaitan? So it's important, lesson one, that there is a metaphysical reality that's key to our home sukun. So on the one extreme, you have shaitan and on the other extreme, you have angels. When shaitan is present, expect conflict within the home and when angels are present expect sukun and peace and contentment within the home right when shaitan is present expect home to be like a war zone and when angels are present expect the home to be a place that actually fills our hearts with uh with 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 love feeling loved and being able to give love that's the first point to take second point is that shaitan loves to destroy households it's best not to let him in Shaitan loves to destroy households, it's best not to let him in, right? Meaning, why deal with shaitan? If we have the opportunity to prevent him from even walking in with us, or even entering into our home, why even have to deal with him? Better to just leave him, let him stay outside so that he's not interfering with uh, the peace that's within my home, right? So, this shows the power of taking Allah's name before entering the home. Because if I don't take Allah's name for entering the home, now I have to combat shaitan every single opportunity that, you know, every, everything that happens for the next several hours, I'm having to battle shaitan. Easy, just leave him outside. There's no reason for him to have to interact with myself and my family, etc. The third point is that uh, success begins with the correct first step. Success begins with the correct first step. Look, what is being highlighted by this hadith? It's that the, when we enter into our home, we enter with a step into the house. And with that first step, we take the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's highlighting uh, to us that in, the, in this particular discussion, if we want to have a successful home, it begins with our first step into the home, not a half an hour or 30 minutes into the home. Right? This is in particular what it's highlighting. And then there's a deeper meaning, which I'll get to in a moment. But that just means that the way we enter into our home actually matters. 
Right? So in this case, we mentioned by taking the name of Allah Ta'ala. But in addition to that, we see in another hadith, the Prophet says that when you enter the home, that you take the name of Allah. And in addition to that, you go and you greet your family and the people within the home. Right? So the first things that we do when we enter the house matter. Sometimes we run into the home, right? Maybe we run into the home, we quickly change our clothes, we, you know, bypass our children and our families and our parents, and we just ignore everything. Right? Thinking that this isn't important. But the first few steps are important. We learn this from the Sunnah and we learn this from success in general. So when we enter into the home, we should think that, okay, this is a new opportunity for me to fill my home with nur and love and peace. So we should walk in and say, take the name of Allah Ta'ala just by saying Bismillah. And we'll talk about how exactly later. By saying Bismillah and then greeting with a smile the people that are within the home, irrespective of where we're coming from. It could have been that work was chaotic. It could have been that the park was chaotic. It could have been that everything else was chaotic. But this is now an opportunity for me to reset. We enter our home, right foot, stating Bismillah, removing shaitan, smiling to our families, and excited and cheerful to be there. So, the, and then the bigger picture is in general, we always say in life that the first impression matters, right? We go to an interview, Let's say I have, to, I have an important job interview. That first few seconds that you interact with the person matters, which is why you have to dress a certain way. Let's say you're going, you're looking to get married, and now you're you're going to go meet with your potential spouse or your potential spouse's family. That first impression we say always matters. The first step matters. If you start things off on the right foot, uh, as a principle in life, we can be successful. And we learn from this hadith as well that if we enter our home with the right step, meaning with the name of Allah Ta'ala, we can be successful in filling our home with love. Okay, so just to wrap things up now, two practice points like we had uh, in the last uh, session and we'll continue this sort of theme. The first practice point, it's very simple, is to recite Bismillah, take the name of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Bismillah, or a dua, which I'll come to in a moment, uh, upon entering the home, right? This is something that we can do today. We don't have to wait for this. That we're all, most of us are probably returning home from here. That we should make it a, we should be very particular that moving forward, when we're entering into our home, we say Bismillah. It doesn't have to be out loud, although it can be. It can be silently, but it should be with our tongues. It shouldn't be just in our heart. So we should say Bismillah and we're walking into the house. That's the first uh, take home point for today. The second take home point is that we should enter uh, the home with the with our right foot and with stating assalamu alaikum so when we enter our house rather than rushing in we put our shoes down we walk in with our right foot we say bismillah and then we greet the people within the home this is from more than one, at least two hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam again recognizing that this is my opportunity to reset uh, what then ensues within the home is very important and I have to make sure that shaitan doesn't play a role in the subsequent interactions that happen within my home because the presence of shaitan it derails me, my family, it creates conflict and it removes love and misplaces it and the presence of shaitan removes the pres- uh, 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 is uh, um, it's it conflicts with the presence of angels within the home and angels desire love within the family the final side, which uh, for those of you, that there's a, I'm just going to recite this uh, dua that the Prophet ﷺ taught us. It's recorded in Abu Dawood. 
it's a lengthy hadith, but the Prophet Sallallahu um, says, teaches us a dua of what we should recite when we're entering the home. And I'm going to read it, but he says, uh, he said that we should say, Allahumma inni as'aluka khayral mawliji wa khayral makhraji. And then the second part, which is something that we can probably all memorize, is very straightforward. He says uh, that we should say, Bismillahi walajna wa bismillahi kharajna wa ala Allahi rabbina tawakkalna. In the name of Allah, we have entered. And in the name of Allah, we have gone out or we have left. And in Allah Ta'ala, our Lord, do we trust. So if we are able to say Bismillah, uh, if we are able to learn this dua and recite it whenever we enter the home, then that is following this exact hadith of the Prophet If not, <coughs> at least we recite just Bismillah when we enter the home. Again, the dua is Bismillahi walajna wa Bismillahi kharajna wa alallahi rabbina tawakkalna. So we should, and, and then the end of the hadith says, ثُمَّ uh, yusallim ala ahlihi. After that, we should say salam to our family. So, so, um, uh, so this is the uh, second hadith. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to benefit from the words and teachings of the Prophet wasallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from the evils and the influences of shaitan uh, outside of our homes and inside of our homes. May Allah ta'ala grant us a tawfiq to uh, take his name uh, and enter his home uh, in the way the Prophet wasallam taught us to en- and enter our homes in the way the Prophet wasallam taught us to enter our homes. Wa akhru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.